The Amazing People Podcast, Episode 4. Welcome to the Amazing People Podcast, where ordinary people from all walks of life do amazing things in life and business, with your host, Chip Dizard. Hello, welcome to another edition of the Amazing People Podcast. My name is Chip Dizard, your host, and I'm here with part two with my friend, Paula Sanders Morris. Last week, we talked about her uh, conference that she planned and what and how she just did it with a zero budget. Now, Paula, a lot of people talk about doing things. You're one of those kind of people that you don't talk about it, but you actually do it. Tell me what motivates you to do things that you've never even sometimes even have experience in. What, what, what drives you? Um, that's a good question. My dad always told me um, a Bible verse that I have always, always kept in my mind. And the verse is Philippians 4.13. It says, I can do all things mm-hmm. with Christ who strengthens me. So I have never, there have been some times I probably should have been fearful <laughs> about what I was doing. But I've never felt like I couldn't do anything. I always felt like, you know, if I made an effort to try, I would, you know, work. It may not be successful, but at least I tried and learned a lesson. Um, and I just was blessed that some of the things that I tried were very successful. Um, and so I believe in my heart that we should never be fearful for trying anything. So I, there's not much I won't try the first time, you know, and if I find out I don't like it, then I just won't do it again. But for the most part, I believe in trying at least once. Okay. And after you did the conference, so, and I just remember meeting you in 2007 and I just remember I was like, okay, there's a lady that's coming up. And I remember I was a media director at the church at the time or working with the media or something like that. And, you know, she needs X, Y, and Z. And I just remember you coming in there and taking names and being very, you know, (laughs) knowing what you want and you knew exactly. And being a woman sometimes, especially in a media field, a lot of guys, you know, you can talk to a lot of guys, but how do you deal with being a uh, being a woman and sometimes you're in charge of a lot of men a lot of egos all around you know that's a good question i i remember you know thinking that as long as i was being clear and communicative communicative with each individual i never looked at myself as being a woman now there are times that i recognize that being feminine has helped me because you know when they might tell a man no I might be able to say, well, you know, I really appreciate, you know, <laughs> and smile and real pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got a lot of stuff at the church because you're nice to us. And we're like, okay, okay. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> and there are times when I've walked in a room and I've been in a room full of men and they ain't pay attention to me at all. So I think it has good and bad uh, points. But I've been... I've been fortunate enough to be competent in what I knew I wanted and really went after it. Um, So typically, I usually have been able, even for people who didn't understand my vision, they at least supported me in the vision because they they saw the passion that I had for it. So regardless if they agreed with it or not or thought it was a great idea, they still supported me because they felt like, you know, I really like her and I really want to get behind her. So it's been it's been good and bad. So I think, you know, for most women, they could probably say the same. And I know that one of your mentors is uh, Kathy Hughes. What advice did she give to you? Yes, she told me um, one. Don't go into debt. <laughs> OK, 
that was the biggest thing. Um, and she said, just stay small as long as you can until you have to grow. Because she said one of the problems that people do in business is they try to grow too fast. Mm. And they ended up five years from now, you know, can't afford to, you know, keep the doors open. Um, she said, stay small as long as you can and try to maintain um, a sense of good customer service and providing a service that no one else can provide. So that was really good advice she gave me. Wow, wow, that is. Now tell me um, about, you know, your faith and, and how your faith has helped your, your journey to where you are uh, currently now. Well, I think with every venture that you have, you have to have a measure of faith. Um, there are days you do not have things working out the way you think they should work out. Um, there are many days like that. I have learned to really put my trust in God and allow him to direct my path and not, you know, try to finish off everything myself. There are times when I put myself into it and I mess it up. So I've learned to just let him do it and not try to get involved with it. There are times in my career over the last 10 years that I would sit, sit down and say, okay, what am I supposed to do here? But after I prayed about it and some, somebody would call me and say, hey, I got this project I want to talk to you about. And every project builds your resume. And it also is a stepping stone for doing something else. So I never really turn down projects, which is not a good thing to do all the time. Sometimes I turn them down, but if I think it's going to help me grow, I, and I think the Lord has provided me an opportunity, then I will take it. Because I just want to make sure that I'm building my character or my career or building some skill set that, that may be new to me. But I believe that God has provided that opportunity. So I, I walk in faith sometimes. Faith is walking and not seeing. So, oh yeah, that's what I think. Oh yeah, oh don't don't we all don't we all know? Now let me ask you about currently. I know currently you're in New York City, and tell me why you're in New York City. What are you doing there? I'm actually executive producing a film called The Baptism of Chloe Foy with a young man, Clarence McCall. Um, it's a Christian film that we're producing, and we hope to have it out in early 2013. Um, he asked me to join his team as an executive producer back in November and again never done this before so I immersed myself and tried to learn as much as I can I even took an online production I mean, television and movie production class with NYU online just to kind of get familiar I just audited the class so that I could get familiar with the process and understand what would be going on so I wouldn't be totally stupid sitting there um, but it really helped enlighten me to what the movie making process was like and understanding the script and all the, the nuances that go along with filmmaking. Um, I've learned a tremendous amount in a short period of time. And there's still a lot I don't know. So it's been a great experience for me. And I'm hoping and praying that this movie will be um, a ministry for people to know more about Jesus. Wow. So tell me about a little bit about the movie, uh, The Baptism of Chloe Foy. It's about a young girl who decides to get baptized, and after she does, all hell breaks loose. Mm -hmm. and she and her parents have issues. She has family problems, and it really chronicles her story and coming back and understanding what God has um, directed her path. And she kind of goes back and forth in telling her story, and then brings you to a modern day time when she actually gets baptized. So that's what the story's about. Oh wow! 
So, and and tell me uh, a little bit about uh, Clarence and how how you all met. You said you met him back in November. How did you meet up with the filmmaker? Interesting story. Um, Clarence has a friend in Macon, Georgia, that I did a workshop for at United Congress in Florida Mm -hmm. in 2010 for Beta. He was in my workshop, and he actually told Clarence that I was somebody he felt he needed to contact. Uh, Clarence reached out to me on Facebook and said, hey, my friend said, you know, we, he thought I should meet you, blah, 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 blah. So I responded back and I said, hey, you know, I'm going to be in New York in a couple of weeks. Why don't we sit down and talk? Because he, at the time, asked me for some feedback on marketing in the church. That was all he asked me to do is to give him some feedback on how to market his film in the church. So when I came to New York the first time in November, I called him and said, hey, I'm here. I don't think he believed that I was going to come, and he certainly didn't believe that I was going to meet him. So when we met, we met at the, um, the media center here. We sat and we talked, and he basically asked me a few questions. I gave him some great ideas, I felt, and some great feedback, and I thought that was the end of it. And I just, you know, he's, he was very appreciative of me taking the time during my trip to, to come and meet with him, and I was excited to meet him. Well, good, 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 good. I'm, I'm just thinking about because when I, I sat on set and I saw and, and you know, I don't know much about uh, short films or just a few I've been a part of and behind the scenes. I just know they take an awesome amount of work. I mean, it's just, you know, scheduling alone. It's just a job and <laughs> not only budgeting, but scheduling alone. So people who who want to do films, even though the technology become cheaper, it is still a task. So what advice do you have anybody for any filmmakers now that you're involved in the process? What advice would you give to up and coming filmmakers? Well, being organized or getting someone who is organized because Clarence is a filmmaker. He's not a planner. (laughs) So (laughs) Mm -hmm. having someone do the business side for you while you do the film is what I would suggest you do. And if you do have somebody to help get as many people in the process as you can, don't try to do it alone because you cannot do this by yourself. So mm-hmm. that would be my advice is get as many people in the process as, as you can. Mm-hmm. Competent people. Absolutely. <laughs> Competent. That goes without saying because I, I sometimes tell my student, no one wants to be an independent filmmaker. You do it because you have money to pay people. So to do it. So, you know, so tell me what's next. What's next on your plate? You always have something next on the horizon. What's next for Paula Sanders Mars? I applied for a, um, television license so we would have an actual channel oh yeah we didn't even talk about the faith channel yet let's i'm sorry i have that on my list talk talk about your television network that that you started actually talk about that we are a video on demand network in chattanooga and in macon georgia we have eight hours of content that we provide uh worship services concerts um bible studies uh cooking shows we have eight hours in chattanooga and eight hours in uh on cox in macon georgia so our faith channel has applied for a license to become a full 24-hour channel. Mm-hmm. And we're waiting for the approval for that. That has to go through the FCC and you know, all those different companies and organizations and the government to get approval. But we did apply for one, so we hope that by January we should hear back from them. And again, this is something uh, you, not only executive producer, uh, uh, network owner, have you ever owned a network, worked for a network before? So you created one yourself. Is that correct? That is correct. I did create this video on demand network. Um, We hope to to take it to be a regular Christian channel eventually. Um, But right now we're doing pretty well staying 
as a VOD network right now and providing people can go out there 24 hours a day and watch our content. And so far, we've had some good response from that. Well, good. And and, and I just want to know, um, there are a lot of people you know, who operate, well, I've never done this before. And so I'm, I'm they're scared to fail. You, you've never subscribed to that theory. Uh, give some encouraging word to someone who's listening to this about, you know, they're they're They want to do something. They want to do something, but they're just, you know, scared and, you know, uh, of what to do next. Um, there is a book that I would highly recommend people read. It's called the dream giver. The book really chronicles chronicles, how to live outside the box, and how to live in coping fear. Fear is not a bad thing entirely because everybody should have some measure of fear, but it shouldn't stifle you from doing what God has ordained you to do. So I would highly recommend they read the book before you do anything because I think once you understand the process in which, whether it be getting a business or getting a better job, whatever the situation is, once you understand what God has placed in your heart to be, what dream he's given you for your life, there's nothing that is going to stand in your way. Wow, that's powerful. So, um, Paula, tell us how we can find out about you and the movie and what you're doing. Uh, any any Facebook pages you want to make us aware of? Any other contact information you want to make us aware of? Absolutely. Our website is ourfaithchannel.com. Our Facebook page for the uh, website is um, Our Faith Channel, Facebook slash um, Facebook.com, excuse me, slash Our Faith Channel. Uh, for, if you want to know more about the movie, it's called The Baptism of Chloe Foy. And we have a Facebook page that's been set up so you can sign up and get information about the movie, when the movie's coming out, and follow us on Twitter at, um, at Our Faith Channel 1. Okay. And follow us on um, uh, Our director, Clarence, is um, at Clay McCall, C A. C-L-A, McCall, and you can follow him on Twitter as well. All right. Well, I just thank you for uh, for talking in this two-part series about about your journey, and, and I wish you, I don't believe in luck, but I, I know I wish you Godspeed in everything you do, and, and like I said, I, I, I affirm you for being a friend, a confidant, and somebody who I look up to who is not afraid of anything, no matter what the challenge. So I appreciate your time here, Paula. Oh, I'm glad to do it. Thank you for including me. I'm honored. Oh, thank you. So this is another episode of the Amazing People podcast. This is a weekly podcast produced on our website. And thank you for joining us today. And we will see you soon.